0: In this tzuchah, I will slightly be paraphrasing in a few places. The Rebbe says, regarding the thing that I'm about to discuss, I wrote already in a letter. However, based on what it says in Tanya, that you cannot compare hearing something to when you just read it in a sefer. So the Rebbe wants to discuss this verbally as well. The Rebbe says, even though we usually say regarding mitzvahs, I say that our shazman grammar that are connected to time, women are exempt. However, we find regarding the Yom Tovim of Pesach, Hanukkah, and Purim that they are also obligated because they were also part of the miracle. However, there's a special, specific advantage in Purim that not only were they in the miracle as well, which that could mean that they are secondary, but by Purim, they are actually the main thing. In fact, we see that the Megillah is called Megillah's Esther. And the reason for this is because by Purim it says that this was the completion and giving the kiyum, giving the full support to that which happened at Matan and therefore, just like at Matan Torah, it says, "Kaisoy mar first to speak to the women and only then to the men. So, to by Purim, which this is sort of the ending and completion of Matan Torah, the main thing were the women, and therefore, it turned out that physically as well, the Hatsala, the miracle happened through Esther specifically. Now, the way the Eden were saved through Esther was by her Mesiras Nefesh. When Esther heard that there's a decree against Bnei Yisroel, the Post says, malko, she became completely terrified and shaken up, despite the fact that it wasn't relevant to her personally, because she was in the palace of the king, and Achashveresh didn't even know that she comes from Bnei Yisroel up until the second feast. Nevertheless, when she heard about the decree on Bnei Yisroel, it bothered her very much, it touched her very much, it completely affected her, and therefore she went, to stop the Gzaira, in a way of Mesiras Nefesh, why, what's the Mesiras Nefesh, since, since as the Possek says, anyone that comes to the kingdom, wasn't called, out of turn, so then Chas what happens to them, so by her going to Achashveir, this was a Sakona, in a certain way, she's putting her life in danger, and according to the Din, she's not allowed to put herself in Sakona, because al pidin Din, a person is not allowed to have Mesiras Nefesh, for someone else, if Esther would have gone and asked a Shiloh whether she's allowed to go to Achashverosh, she would have been told that it's Osir, because a person must guard his health and all of his Gidim, as we're told in his Shmar, you must guard your life. The Rebbe says the only mazel is that Esther didn't go ask any Shilohs. She completely didn't question and think whether it's allowed, whether it's not allowed. Rather, when there was, it was a discussion about Xayra against the B'day Yisroel, she acted in a way of Mesir Snefesh. nefesh says the Rebbe, where did she get such a sort of conduct from? It's from the Chinuch that she got in the house of Mordechai, who was a Masiras as The Rebbe says Mordechai was a Chosid. The Rebbe says the fact that he established Chayi Vinish L'Bsume B'Purya ad says the Rebbe, who else would have had such an idea to have ad if not for a Chosid? The Rebbe says, yes, there is other ways of being at Makayim, as it says in Shulchan Aruch, that you can go to sleep, but the real idea of Adolo is to go out of Hagbalis. And that could come only from a Chosid. The Rebbe says, before this, there was no room in Shulchan Aruch for a concept of Adolo Even when there are Simchas Yomtev, it has to be with some sort of limitation. However, comes along a Chosid. A Chosid is the idea of going out of all limitations. So Mordechai was a Chosid. He established the idea of Adolo The Rebbe says, in a the house. So we could even end up saying, even as the Rebbe uses the expression, on a regular, regular Wednesday, a regular middle of the week day. especially as so this in Lava Malka, how much more so on Purim. And the Rebbe tells a story. In the city where my father was the Rav, he had a lot of people that opposed him. And since he since he used to say this, and he brought in many, many Chumris and idurim into the city. So one time someone informed to the governor, to the head of the city, the head of the whole region, about the fact that they, uh, many yidden got together and they chose a rav that gets drunk and tears clothes off people. So the police officer was very, very surprised hearing that the Yidin chose such a rav, so he sent one of the officers to my father, to the Rebbe's father's house, to check what's going on. And when he came to my father's house, the Rebbe says he saw him sitting and learning Torah, there was no mashka on the table, everything is, everything is under control. So he was even more surprised what's going on over here. So he told the Rebbe's father about this messira. So the Rebbe's father answered that he has no idea what's going on. Eventually what turned out is that the story did have some sort of basis. What was the story? It was the previous Yutas Kislev, there was a Chassidus Fabrengen. And the Fabrengen was going very, very well. The Rebbe's father said a lot of Chassidus. Everyone was in a very uplifted mood. And the Fabrengen went very, very late at night. And it used to be by these Chassidah Shefabrenas that early morning they would take off the kapotas and they would start dancing without the kapota. And the same thing happened that Yutas Kislev. Says the Rebbe, apparently one of the participants wasn't exactly immediately taking off his kapata. So my father, who wasn't exactly worried then about his Parnosa, not long ago he just came from Lubavitch, he was in a very uplifted mood. So he helped along this person take off a sirtuk. The Rebbe says in a way that the sleeve ended up in my father's hand and the sirtuk by that person. But anyways, getting back to the point, Mordechai educated Esther in this type of way. That when we're speaking about Yidin, there's nothing to think about anything else. You have to go on Mesir Snefesh. nefesh At the time of the Gzeidah, Mordechai and Esther told the Yidin to go fast. When was fasting? During Pesach. Because when there's a gzeirah against the Bnei Yisrael, we can't even take Pesach into consideration. We have to completely go on this Mesir Snefesh. nefesh And that's exactly what Esther did. She went in Sakona and went to in addition to this, Mordechai and Esther didn't even think about themselves. They were acting in a way of mesiras nefesh by gathering twenty-two thousand Yiddish and arousing them to learn Torah with mesiras nefesh. And through these tinoikah shall they aroused the mesiras nefesh by all the rest of the bnei Yisrael, even those that went and bowed down to the image of the, to the idol of Nebuchadnezzar, and they went and had took part and enjoyed the Sa'udah of the Rosh Hashanah and nevertheless, they inspired them with a kind of Mesir HaSnefesh that none of them even entertained a thought of Chas Sholim giving up on Yiddishkeit for a full year. And through this, they nullified the Gzera. Says the Rebbe, here we have a very strong lesson for Nesheu B'nai Yisroel B'chalal and spe- specifically to Nesheu B'nai Yisroel when When the issue is Chinuch of children, we have nothing to think about Tachlis, about what's going to be. As far as Parnosa, etc. Rather, we have to educate them in the spirit of Torah. There are those people that start looking around on their friends, that their friends' children are going to be sort of taken care of as far as Parnassus is going to concern. concerned. This one's going to be a doctor. This one's going to be a lawyer. At least he's going to be a shiner. That Rebbe says in America there's a phrase that even a shiner is something great. Because Rockefeller, the famous uh, rich uh, Rockefeller, originally started off as a shiner and then he became so rich. And then this person thinks, but my child, if I'm going to send him to yeshiva, he's going to be a bottle and he won't be able to even shine shoes. He won't even know how to hold the, the, the brush. And therefore she's afraid to send him to yeshiva, because how? He's going to have parnasa." So the Rebbe says, one should not be making these kind of One needs to know that the Ebeshter is the zonum of fire like oil, And you don't have to help Hashem along, and so to speak, um, and save him some work in trying to help with, the, with worrying how the Parnassus is going to come. The only thing you do need to do is to educate the children in the path of Torah. And through this, they're going to have fortune and richness also begashmias. You don't have to be looking, says the Rebbe, on the door of the neighbor, that that person's child, he, he, he's going to have his own house and his, home, his own car. And as the Rebbe uses the expression, or who knows what else. Rather, you have to give over the child to a Malamed that doesn't even know the language of the country. He doesn't even know the name of the current president. He doesn't even know who was the previous president. In addition to this, he has a full beard. And Davka this malamed will educate the children by And Davka this way, we save the, the, your, the children and through that, all of our misro. Says the Rebbe, this is also you know, to the Askanim, to the communal work, to communal people that they have to put in all of their efforts for chinuch Kosher, and even if it's not relevant to them directly, they have to learn airaw you know, from Esther that even though the xayro didn't impact her. Nevertheless, as soon as she heard that there's a xayra against B'nai Yisroel, she got all emotional, and she went with Mesir Snefesh nefesh to protect against this xayra, since it was a xayra on B'nai Yisroel, even if it's not to her personally, nevertheless, it became her personal union. And so, to in our case, when we see that the young generation is being educated, which this is something that's about the future of all of Ami Israel, everyone has to have their the obligation, and has to see it as if it's something relevant personally to himself, and do whatever he can for Chinuch HaKosher. The Rebbe says... And because of the tremendous chashivus of tineikershul beis rabbon, whoever could do anything to help out of this must put in all of his effort with his money, with his body, with his soul to increase chunuch The Rebbe says some people make cheshbonis that it's not for my honor. I have to be involved in greater thing, but to go and learn olive base that even someone simple could do to speak about money for a cheder or a yeshiva, maybe that's the moshulach should take care of it. It's not me. And similar sort of things. So the Rebbe says, we tell this person that this cheshbon is when things are normal. However, when it's a time of a fire, we don't start making asifos and meetings. Who should put out the fire? Rather, everyone has to do whatever they can to put out the fire. The Rebbe says, some people say, I put in already enough effort in the chinuch HaKasher. Now, let somebody else do it. So we tell the person, the Pasek says, a person is created to toil. A person always has to work in order to justify the pain of the neshama that it always has. For being in the Gulf, we have to constantly put in that effort because of the time that you're not putting in that effort, the suffering of the neshama is in vain. And just like it's regarding yourself, so too it's regarding all other people, specifically regarding the union of Chinuch, and therefore we have to put in the effort constantly all the time.